This podcast is brought to you by Teen Advisors, Inc., empowering and equipping teens to live real and really live. Teen Advisors is a nonprofit ministry and operates because of donations from listeners just like you. If you would like to become a monthly ministry partner and support the work of Teen Advisors, you can visit teenadvisors.org. You can also find the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Hey family, this is Safira. And this is Eli, and welcome to the 2021 Live Real Christmas Special. Joining us today are two members of our TA podcast team. Hey guys, I'm Hannah. What's up family? It's JJ. Welcome friends, welcome. So if y'all remember last year, we had this month-long Christmas party where we just basically almost every episode was like really silly. We had characters come on and wouldn't you do you know something about that jj i think i remember the black british santa oh boy do you now <laughs> you remember me <laughs> oh, oh dear. lordy oh goodness well this year's christmas special is not going to be as silly in fact we're really going to dive into the real meaning behind christmas and so what i, what I want to ask y'all first like just off the top of your head, really. What does Christmas mean to you? I think for me, Christmas is just looking back and remembering the ultimate gift and then applying that to our lives and just learning how to be thankful and be grateful and give to others. Just how Jesus gave to us, you know, back way back when. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. I would say the non-Sunday school answer, I wanted to give a Sunday school answer, but I was like, let me just be real. I think about my grandma because when I was younger, um, I don't know if you know this about me, but my family lives in Texas, and that's where I was born. Um, and so whenever I was younger, um, I moved here when I was six years old. And so I would fly to Texas every Christmas, and my grandmother, my grandfather would pick me up, um, Granny and Papa. And Granny would, she had this red pickup truck that was two doors, and she would take me around the city to look at the lights every Christmas. And we would just listen to Christmas music in the truck and drive around the city. So every time Christmas comes around and I listen to Christmas music, I think about my grandmother and what we used to do together. So that's what Christmas is to me. I think Christmas for me, it's all about Jesus. Like, you know, JJ was talking about not giving the Sunday school answer. But um, yeah, I think that like God has redeemed and restored so much in my life. And to not think about him it's his birthday, you know, like mm-hmm. celebrating him and um, just thinking about like what he did for us, like that there was a baby. Um, he came as a child and he was God, like just thinking about that um, and thinking about how he, the baby grew up and then paid the price for our sin um, and that we get to know him. Like we were talking a little bit earlier today, the podcast team about the chosen. And so I don't know if you guys have seen the recent episode, but last night I was watching it and I was thinking about how I just like feel felt like I knew Jesus on a different level like to go back and like like JJ was talking about his story like to remember his grandma like picking him up or like them going around and seeing Christmas lights like thinking about like that for Jesus like I felt like watching that show I got to see like how Jesus you know he had two parents and like he was born in a stable and um that's what Christmas means to me, thinking about the story of Jesus and really knowing him. Mm-hmm. I know one of the big things that comes to mind when I think of Christmas is how the entire idea of the Christmas season is 
always before leading up to Christmas. Like I know my family at least, it's the weirdest tradition ever, but my dad's birthday is December 26th, the day after Christmas. And a part of that kind of tradition is he really is not a fan of putting up and taking down the Christmas tree just because of like the kind of mess that it creates when that happens. And so one of the traditions of, I guess, Christmas and his birthday is he'll go do something for about an hour or two on his birthday. And while he's doing that, my mom and I and my sister now like rush to get that thing taken down. And then afterward he'll return home and then we get to spend time together and celebrate his birthday. And so I think it's just crazy to me, even if people aren't tearing down their trees on the 26th, like my family does, it's as soon as it's no longer December 25th, the entire idea of Christmas is just gone. And the entire idea of a Christmas season is that time that is leading up to it. And honestly, at least to me, sometimes what I think about is I kind of honestly enjoy the the hype of Christmas, the whole like, oh, we're almost at Christmas more than Christmas Day. And so I mm. think on a more deep level, especially um, in Christian culture, the term Advent is used. And so what does what is Advent? Like when I say that, what comes to your head? Well, it means arrival. Yeah, quite literally it <laughs> does. Um, um, I think, yeah, that definition is like arrival, and specifically with Christian culture, it's the arrival of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so I know what comes to my mind when you think that, as I was saying, how almost like on the 26th, that whole spirit of like that hype around Christmas just ends as soon as it's over. But I think what's awesome about Advent is that it doesn't end on December 25th or December 26th and it just keeps on going. I just think that's so awesome. I think you're right, Eli, about how a lot of the time the hype around Christmas is what's most important to a lot of people rather than actual Christmas. Like the people who the moment Thanksgiving is over is like, Oh my gosh, put up the lights, put up the tree, you know. And there's some people who are like, Don't put your Christmas up before Thanksgiving. There are people, people who want to put it up on mm-hmm. November first just because it's November and you're like, That's Y'all. us. That's totally us. Which I'm all for Christmas lights. If I don't think we should leave it up all year. That's just my opinion. Cause these streets be looking real dark at night mm. when it's not December. <laughs> but anyways, but I think you're right though of like we need to talk about Okay, what is the hype, and which what should be the hype um, of the season? That's like the real hype, if you want to like use modern terms or whatever. But also, what does that mean for Christians after the hype is over, like after the t- December twenty fifth? What then is our hype? And the hype should be the hope of Christ, because He's living. Like He didn't just come and then like go away. He's living still. He's here now, um, in a very different way because the arrival that we're talking about is, is him as a child, right? But he's he's still here and he's living and that's the hope, right? That's the hope of the season is to celebrate yeah. the coming of Christ in general or the, the Noel, you know what I mean? The the first bo- for the first birth. Is that what it, that's what it means, the first mm-hmm. birth. LOL. So yeah, I think I think this is a really cool conversation that we get to have about the hype around Christmas and what that hype really means in terms of believers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eli, I loved what you were saying about how, like, it's, it's like, the just this one time of year. Like, it's not, like, a word that a lot of believers use around Christmas time is for God as Emmanuel. 
And so like he is God with us. Like he's not just with us for the month of December. He's with us Mm. like every single day of our lives. And so thinking about that when it comes to Christmas, like, yeah, we can get all caught up in the hype, but like Jesus really is real and he really is with us. Um, And that's who he is. And so he's Emmanuel for the month of December, but God doesn't change. So he's Emmanuel all year long. January to December and been on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's also interesting to me because I've, I don't know why, but I've just been hearing a lot of like really cool Christmas facts that have to do with like Jesus. And supposedly Jesus wasn't even born in December. It was like May or March or something. Have you heard that before? Mm, No, I have not. He was born in like March. Like he wasn't even born in December. Um, and then the wise man didn't come on the actual yeah. day of his birth. Yeah, I do remember. It was like two or three years later. Yeah. And it's like, y'all, like we are, like we are missing the point. Cause, yeah. cause I'm like, even in Christian culture, we forget the, the facts of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like we, there's a spiritual side of Jesus, but there's also a factual side. And when we're evangelizing, we use a lot of facts, but when we're like in, we forget that facts are still real. So the fact that Jesus came is real. It's a real fact. The fact that he walked this earth is a yeah. real fact. The fact that he did miracles is a real fact. Like all those things are documented in history. And so we have to remember that like in this season, like there are facts about our savior that are so cool, but we can't one hype up just the spirit of it and forget about the reality of what Christmas is about. Mm -hmm. But two, we can't forget that like, even though this isn't, even though he wasn't necessarily born on Christmas, like this is a season where we collectively as a body of Christ get together to celebrate our our savior and our King. You know what I mean? And so it's a really important that we talk about what that means for us and what Advent is. What does the arrival mean? Like, why, why do we why do we have this period of Advent? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's what I meant earlier when I was talking about, like, learning more about, like, who Jesus is. Like, like all the historical facts and, like, learning, like, who, who, was, who was Jesus? Like, he lived in a town called Nazareth, you know? Like, he was from Galilee. He had, like you know, Mary was his mom. And so like learning all those things about him, um, and thinking like, you know, Jesus, it's, he's not some dead God out there, you know, like Mm. Jesus actually rose again from the grave. So it's not like we're learning all these things about someone who existed like 2000 years ago, like Jesus is still alive and with us. And so he, it's just cool to think about that, you know, like that he is a person, um, and that we can know him. So I'm hearing you guys talk about Advent and truth be told, you know, I've grown up in the church and I've gone to church my whole life, but this is really the first time I'm hearing about Advent in depth like this. And I've never really had someone explain it to me in this sort of way, you know, but I know recently at Teen Advisors at our very last gathering of the year, we had Advent prayer stations. Now I wasn't there. I wasn't able to be there, but What was that like? I know for me, honestly, I relate to that so much because until we had these prayer stations at the gathering last week, I didn't really know much. I didn't really know much about Advent in depth either. Honestly, all I really knew about Advent was it was those weird calendars where like you would do something and you'd like poke a hole in the box and you get a prize and that's an advent calendar. And I was just like, Oh, advent that countdown till Christmas. But I really didn't know the deep meaning of that until we did these prayer stations. And, and we did five prayer stations that night and each of them allowed us as students to really spend that time with God and not listening to it from a sermon, not having 
some preacher tell you about it, you and God, God is directly telling you about Advent and like what it means to him and what it should mean to us. And I know that that night I definitely felt his presence and I took a lot out of these um, stations. But I do know that while we did those stations, it was we had each station in a little room, in a different room. But in the big worship gathering room, we had JJ and Hannah leading worship for us. And so, and they were leading worship for like an hour straight, it felt like. And so, I mean, props to, props to y'all, honestly, yeah. for doing that. That's kind of, it's, I don't know how y'all had a voice after that. Shout out to either. It's just the Holy Spirit. He <laughs> was thick in that room. Okay. It really was. It, it, yeah, it sure was. Yeah, so one thing I want to ask you, JJ and Hannah, how was that like for y'all? It was really cool for me, actually, because I was supposed to be um, leading a prayer, like a prayer room station. Um, but at the last minute, someone offered to like take my place in my in my station. So I got to go and sing with JJ. Um, and it was cool to just be able to, I don't know, just like sing. Um, and I think that the real meaning... Um, a part of Christmas and part of Advent is like the arrival of Jesus and like, and worship is such a big part of that. And so to be able to sing and have JJ play and sing with me, like, like to sing together, like it was, I don't know. It was just cool that everyone was doing the stations mm. and then worship got to be the, the atmosphere for that. Um, because, um, worship really changes things. Like there is a song by Maverick city music where, um, Natalie Grant talks about, you know, there's a pause in the music and she talks about how, um, science actually tells us that worship and anxiety, like live in the same space in our brain. And so they both cannot coexist at the same time. And so like whenever we worship, like anxiety has to take a back seat. And so like all of the hype of Christmas can, can really result in a lot of like you know, just like panic on the inside. Cause it's like, we're so heightened by all of the crazy and the, it's good, you know, like there, there are good things about the hype, but there's also like this stigma of anxiety and then a cycle of depression that follows, you know, around Christmas time. Cause you know, Christmas isn't always easy for everyone. And so mm. just to like talk about how through the Advent prayer stations at the gathering, like worship got to be the, the atmosphere that was set, you know, that we got to sing, um, and play. And while you guys were doing the stations, it, I think it made a difference. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, when I got asked to do it, I was actually pretty nervous because I had been sick for a few weeks, um, and didn't have a voice. Like I barely could speak, but, um, by the time that came around, the Lord graced me with a, the resemblance of something, <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it's uh, actually thinking about this now. No, I like your voice came through, JJ. It was not a resemblance. Thank you. <laughs> um, but thinking about it now, it's like, I don't know if I actually knew what I was, I don't know if I knew the atmosphere I was setting for Advent. Like, I, I like this conversation is probably the first one that I've ever had about Advent and, like, what it really meant. And, like, I knew, like, it was a, like the leading up of Jesus and like it was about the hope of the coming of Jesus. But I didn't really know that it meant the word like Advent meant arrival. And it was, you know, so 
um, I think while I was there, my mindset was just create an atmosphere for the Holy Spirit to move. I didn't necessarily know what that meant, but it was a really cool experience because a lot of the songs that I felt like the Lord was giving me to sing were all about the hope of Christ. That like they were all about how one, He's never lost a battle, yeah. or um, they were about us just coming to worship Him, which is what a lot of people did after the birth of Christ was just come and worship. Like I think about the Magi, the Magi, have you say it, Lord help. Um, <laughs> they came, it t- took them two years, but they came to worship him. Mm-hmm. That's literally why they came. Um, and with the Magi like coming after the two, like they weren't even like, they were pagans. Like they didn't believe. And so the fact that they saw a star and followed it and, and went through the journey of, of getting there. Cause they, I'm sure they went a lot of places where he wasn't there. And they were like, well, let's keep going. Um, they came to worship him like that's big and i think that god is really in god is just in that the fact that that's all i came to do really was just to worship because i didn't really know but in that the lord showed me what advent was and like he used that experience and even now he's teaching me like why i was there and it's it's big it's really big yeah Mm -hmm. and so like i said we had these five different stations and I'm not going to try and go too in-depth with these because, or else y'all be sitting here for like two hours. But for those of you listening, if y'all are note-takers or you, you're you really feeling called to do to respond to what we're discussing here today, I just encourage y'all to listen and take some away from this. And if you feel called to maybe do an Advent session like this, something similar to this, then by all means, please do it. I know for myself personally, there's so much I took out of this, and I know the Lord will do so much through this for you and for everybody. All right, so what we're going to do is we're going to give a brief overview about the stations and a little bit about what they were like. So station one is Light in the Darkness. And it reads, John chapter 8, verse 12, and it says, Jesus spoke to them again, I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Darkness is mentioned in the Bible 162 times. Darkness, literal and figurative, is a part of life. There is no escaping it while we are in this world. But because Jesus came to earth the first time, there is a way we can walk and live in life. The next section that we had was praying and pondering. And the verse was Matthew two eleven that reads, Entering the house, they saw the child with his Mary, his mother, and falling to their knees, they worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The angels gave Jesus their worship. The shepherds gave Jesus their faith. The wise men gave Jesus their treasures. What are we to give to him? Everything? He is certainly worthy of everything. Right now, think about everything you are carrying for another person and bring those to the feet of Jesus. After all, he left the throne room of heaven to make a way in every hard place of our lives. Our next station was called wishing, crossed out, and then hoping. And the verse with it is Romans eight twenty four through 25. Now in this hope we were saved, but hope that is seen is not hope, because who hopes or what he sees? Now, if we hope for what we do not see, we eagerly wait for it with patience. Did you ever write Santa Claus a letter when you were a kid? A letter full of what you wanted and wished for? 
It's time to put aside childish, childish fantasies and practice asking the true giver of good gifts, your heavenly father, not what you wish for, but what you hope for. Our fourth station was waiting. Lamentations 3.25 says, The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the person who seeks him. And Psalms 27.14 says, Wait for the Lord, be strong, and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. Christmas reminds us that Jesus came as a baby, but Advent points us to his second coming, the second Advent, and humanity has been waiting for that arrival for a long time. Waiting is hard, and the thing is, while we are alive, waiting never ends. We will always be waiting for something else. Waiting is hard, but it gets easier with practice. Our last session was anticipation. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16-17 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the, with the archangel's voice and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are still alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 says, For our momentary light affliction is producing for us an absolutely incomparable eternal weight of glory. There may be darkness in this world. We may be carrying burdens of people we love. We may never see some of the things we hope for. And we may have to wait longer than others for the things we want. But Jesus is coming again. We do not wait without hope. So we hope that (laughs) y'all hope. We hope that y'all can take some away from this. And um, for those of you that are interested and felt encouraged by some of the words we spoke today, we're going to have a PDF link in the description of this episode that will have a copy of this devotional, these Advent prayer stations. And they come with a bit more details, such as like things for you to do whilst reading them. And so we just, we hope that y'all can do that. Just, I encourage it. We encourage you to really take some time with the Lord and dive into that and get into his presence. Because I think if you're taking notes, one of the words you're going to hear or see on your paper often is hope. So now we have our moment of inspiration brought to you by my good friend, Ella Grace Walls, continuing our conversation about Advent. Hi, this is Ella Grace with your moment of inspiration. Um, I got asked to speak about the Advent season, and being honest, I didn't really know a lot about it. My family did, like, Advent calendars every year with, like, you just kind of punch a hole in this cardboard box and get a piece of chocolate every day, counting down till Christmas, and that was kind of all that I knew about Advent, but I did a little bit of studying on it to do this podcast, and so it actually is very, very cool. Um, To start off with something personal, I take Latin, and... The word advenio means to come towards. So literally like taking the fourth principle part of that verb, it means like to come towards and Advent is talking about the coming of Jesus. So I thought that that was awesome just to realize that this week. And so basically I just like have been led to focus more on the Christmas season in like the Jesus sense versus like all the gifts and parties and traditions that typically come in the December season, like even looking at my year as a student, I'm like, okay, December's rolling around. It's gonna be so restful and amazing thinking about break, but then it kind of slips away from you. And even now you just think of all the pre-Christmas and post-Christmas traditions that everybody has, and it kind of slips away of 
focusing on the Lord's coming. So um, I did some research on the candles that are typically associated with Advent and like each week uh, churches typically light a new candle and this can either represent um, the Bible, Mary, John the Baptist and all the other um, people who kind of prophesied and made the way for Jesus' coming or it can also represent um, hope, love, joy and peace. So I just really liked those ideas and how you can focus in prayer on the different aspects like like praying about Mary and focusing on hope and all those different things that you can do to just prepare your heart and really just you know turn off the Christmas music and all the things that are amazing about Christmas but they can also be a little distracting. Um, I remember being a kid and my mom like I'm the oldest so when my siblings had nap time I was still like five or something but I was old enough to be up and my mom and I would do like a Bible study by our tree and like I just remember that so distinctly like my siblings were sleeping and it was like me and my mom and we were having like a Christmas Bible study and so I was just thinking about like oh man like we were probably talking about Advent and like we were probably doing this big thing and I just remember a snip of it but I just kind of just prayed like I want to go back to that place in my heart of just being like a kid with my mom learning about this for the first time because honestly like this week I kind of learned about it for the first time but um just focusing on like how God came and he came to this shallow and broken world and he came as a baby and just like all the different wonderful things that just get unfolded into Advent like it's amazing so I've just really enjoyed getting to dive in deep and thinking about kind of shutting down the distractions and just praying about celebrating God in the most intimate way which is just being with him so yeah so I think a challenge for me specifically that I'm going to try to do is like even after I record this I'm probably going to go to just a place where I'm like partially by myself like maybe like on the river walk or something and just like really get into kind of the gospels because I know people read like Luke around Christmas time and like just read through the story and have your own like intimate bible study and get out of like the Christmas music and the Christmas lights and the Christmas parties and like all the hype around it which is totally amazing but just to have an intimate bible study and just be truly thankful for all that you have and just I don't know just praying for all the people in your life um I think a good challenge would be to have like just an intimate study so this has been Ella Grace with your moment of inspiration I hope you'll have a great day Thank you, Ella Grace, for sharing that wisdom with us today. Well, I think before we close, we have to let our friend Hannah Rachel tell this joke. She has been burning with oh anticipation and she hope has, and joy she hasn't stopped to tell this it. joke. So, uh, Hannah, please take it away. You guys, I'm so funny. Okay, it goes like this. <laughs> if Santa says, ho, 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 what does Mrs. Claus say? What, what does she say, Hannah? What should she be saying? <laughs> yo, yo, yo. <laughs> I'm dead. Thank you, everyone. I'll be here all night. I think that's the first time that we've ever actually used these buttons, and I think there is no better time for them to be used. So I don't know if I should say thank you or not, Hannah, but okay. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Hannah. But yes. Thank you all for listening to us this semester. This is going to be our last episode of the 2021 year, and this first half of the season's been amazing. I don't know what, what y'all think, but I think it's been, it's been so awesome. Yeah, so good. Thank you guys for giving us such a great fall semester. I know I've highly, highly enjoyed this experience. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot different than last year, and I think that makes it so much more awesome, honestly. And just seeing the way that like God has been able to work through this podcast and the way we've been able to grow to the point like, y'all, we're in a studio right now. I, st- I still like mm. think it's so. Co- I still like geek out every time the I put this headset nice on. Crazy nice studio at that. Mm-hmm. And with that crazy nice studio has been a crazy nice podcast. And if you've loved it like we have, like, comment, share to all your friends um, so we can keep doing what we're doing and make it excellent for you guys. Unfortunately, for the last time of 2021, until next time, this has been Teen Advisors. Giving you the freedom to live real and really live.